Good morning. Welcome to Fellowship Church. I'm Pastor Brian Calstrip. We just want to welcome you as you sit in your nice, toasty uh, recliner with a blanket on and you watch maybe on your computer or on your TV. We just want to welcome you today. Uh, just in the light of the temperatures outside, we wanted to make sure that everybody stayed safe. Thankfully, uh, we can gather together online and uh, look at his word and see how it applies to our lives. I believe that uh, we could still be transformed by his word in our life today. And so I just encourage you to uh, hook up right now and uh, follow along as we look at what the word of God has to say about our lives and uh, how it is that we can apply it to our lives. And so last week we began to look at um, our key, uh, key text was found in Proverbs 4.23. It says right here, to guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of our lives. And so we kind of spent the morning talking about how our heart, it determines the course of our lives. And our heart condition determines that course. And we also looked in Mark 4 at, at the, the parable of the soil, where Jesus talked about the four different types of soil and how our heart can represent uh, those different types. We looked at the hard heart. Uh, we spent some time looking at uh, the, the shallow and the stony heart. We spent some time looking at uh, the thorny heart, and we looked at at the good heart. And so I just encourage you, if you want uh, more information on that, you can go back and listen to that and see how it is that it applies to your life. But really, you know, it was just a week of just examining our own heart to kind of see where it is that maybe, may, maybe where we land in life, where it is that maybe we find our heart. And so uh, today I just want to I want to continue to look at what it is that the Bible has to say about our heart. Because, you know, uh, you can remember there in Ma Ma uh, Mark 4, Jesus talked about the importance of that soil and the importance of that story and how it is that if we didn't understand that, then it, it, that we wouldn't understand any of the other uh, uh, parables that he talked about. So it's, it, it shows us that as believers, it's so important that we're looking at our heart. We're looking at the condition of our heart and, and, and examining, examining it and, and looking to his word on how it is that we can make adjustments and change. But, and so today I just kind of want to, I want to continue in that vein because I think sometimes we overlook uh, this very, very important subject. And I think that when we, when we overlook this part of our lives, it's, it's really to our own hurt. And so, uh, you know, many of the problems I believe and the issues that we face in life are directly connected to to the issues of our heart. And uh, you take any area of your life and it's directly connected to your heart. And so um, with that thought in mind, I think that, that sometimes very little effort and very little discipline and very little focus is given to this. And so that's why we're spending a couple weeks on it is just to kind of, uh, you know, look at our lives, look at our heart and see how it is that, that uh, his word and what it is that he instructs us to do. And so we have to understand that our heart condition equals our life condition. And, and uh, you know, and so my question to you today would be is, is what is the condition of your life? What's the condition of your marriage? What's the condition of your home? Uh, what's the condition of your work life or your personal life? You know, and, and if you're seeing some things that are going on that you maybe necessarily don't like, it, you, you, you might want to 
you know, check on your heart and see how it is that, that uh, is there issues that you're dealing with? There's issues inside of you that, are, that, that you're seeing on the outside. Because really I want to kind of, you know, the, the, the key text for today is found in Proverbs 27, 19. And it says that as, as in the water, face reflects the face. So, you know, when we're looking into the water, smooth water, we can see the reflection of our face. But it goes on to say that so the heart of a man reflects the man. So when you look into the water, you're going to see a reflection of your face. And what this is saying is, is that, you know, when we look at the heart, it's a reflection of who we, who we are. And, and, you know, and so, uh, you know, you could take it a step further that, that, Maybe, maybe uh, this morning you got up and you looked in the mirror. Most mornings people get up and they look in the mirror. What are they doing? They're looking at how it is that they look. They're looking to see if their hair, you know, do I need to schedule a haircut? Do I need to comb my hair? Do I have something on my face? You know, sometimes we look in the mirror, you know, right now after the, first, after the holidays, you might be looking in the mirror and be like, wow, I can see the holidays. I can see some of the food that I ate, you know? And so the mirror is really a reflection of reality. Sometimes that reality is maybe not, maybe not what we want to see. Um, but, but with that, that thought in mind, the heart is like a mirror and it reflects the reality of the real us. And that's really kind of the, the idea that I want to kind of get across to you today is, is that the heart, it reflects the reality of who we really, who we really are. It, re, it reflects the reality. And heart, the heart reflects the man on the inside. And so your life is a reflection of what is going on inside. And so there's a couple problems though that when it, when it comes to this idea of this reflection there's a couple problems that that we can see in the word of God that the word points out. And and number 1 is is that um, the outward focus of man, the outward focus of man. You you can remember in the book of of 1 Samuel, God had sent Samuel to Jesse's house uh, to anoint a new king. And uh, while Samuel was meeting with Jesse's boys, he was looking at seven of the boys and, and uh, one of these, these sons that Samuel saw, he, he said to himself, surely he is the one. But if you look in this, this uh, uh, seventh verse of chapter 16, you can see what the Lord said to Samuel in that moment. It says it right here. Um, yeah, right here. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his, his appearance or on the height of his stature, but I have rejected him for the Lord sees not as man sees, but the man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. And so the problem is, is that, that man has a tendency to look on the outward appearance, just as Samuel, who, who, who you know, uh, by all intents and purposes, could hear, you know, God's voice. I think sometimes we can, we can fall into that trap where we're looking at the outward appearance. But, but what we see here is, is that the Lord, he looks on the heart of man. And so people have that tendency to look on the outside. They look at the cars that they drive, the houses that they live in, the, the, the fads that are going on, um, you know, just the, the different things that are on the outside and pressing and comparing and, and outdoing other, other people. Uh, but, but to God, that means nothing, you know, and, and, and to God, he's looking not at the outward things, he's looking at what's going on inside of us. And so culture ignores the most 
critical part of our life. Culture ignores our heart. It ignores what's going on. And so, you know, we can't fail to ignore the most critical part of our well-being in, in our life, and that is our heart. Another problem that we see, you know, when it comes to this reflection of what's on the inside is, is the way that seems right. The way that seems right. Another way you could say it, I guess, is maybe maybe a motive. You know, if, if a person is not looking on the outside, there's, there's this, this way that seems right in their own eyes. It could be competing with other people. It could be comparing. It could be a fixed way of thinking or a fixed way of, of living life where um, we just don't have, we don't have uh, um, all the understanding that we have. Look at what Proverbs 21, 2 says. It says, every way of a man is right in his own eyes. The way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord, it, he weighs our heart. He weighs our heart. And so, you know, a few, a few years back, uh, I was, I went into, um, upgrade a couple phones for, uh, for the family and, and, uh, the whole, the whole experience was just terrible. I, I received the phones and I, uh, um, I got one of them working and the second one wasn't working. And so over the course of about a week and three different conversations with, with people on the phone, I just got fed up. And I'm finally, I'm like, okay, I got to get into a store and I got to get this phone working because it's really cramping, uh, you know, li the life here. And so I, I went in and I didn't realize that you couldn't just walk in and get the phone fixed but that you had to have an appointment. And, and, you know, after having been struggling for a week and been on the phone a lot and talking to different people, I just kind of was fed up. And unfortunately, I, uh, I let the, the person that I was working with uh, know how I felt about the situation, that I was not happy. And I kind of lost it on the guy and uh, went home. And as, as, as my temper began to kind of come down, I realized that I had made a mistake. And, uh, you know, when I think back to that, you know, the idea was, is that in my mind, I was right. I, in my mind, I was, it was right for me to be unhappy about the situation it, it, and, and somebody needed to know about it. And so I felt like I was right. In my eyes, I was right. But as the Lord kind of weighed my heart, I realized that, that how I communicated that, the nature and, and my attitude was wrong. And, and so we have to understand that, that sometimes we can be right in our mind, but in our heart, we're wrong, you know, and, and I think sometimes, you, you know, we've experienced this maybe if you're married and uh, you're in a conversation with your wife or your husband and, and in, in, in the moment there might be some things that are right, but how you communicate it is wrong. Your heart in the matter is wrong and, and you're not uh, approaching it in love and you're not approaching it in, you know, let's, let's talk this out. And, and so we, in our, in our own way, we're right and we want to prove that we're right, and 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 the reality of it is, is that God says it's on the it's it's the heart of the issue that matters. Sometimes you know when we when we um, um, 
correct our kids, we have to do that with the right heart. We can't do it out of anger. You know, in, in, in the moment, there might be the, the way is right to be angry, but we have to, we have to check our heart. We have to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, uh, how is it that I can best communicate this to my child? Because we want his heart in the matter. We want his heart in our marriage or with our kids or, or maybe in a, a, a work scenario where in, in our, our way of thinking and in our mind, we're right. But we don't have to prove that. We just have to, to, to look to him and say, Lord, how is it that I need to best uh, uh, deal with this situation? What does my approach need to be? What does my way need to be? You know, another pro, uh, uh, scripture that we see in Proverbs 25, 28, it says that whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city that's broken down without a wall. And so it's just important that, that we're ruling our heart. We're ruling our spirit well and our lives well because we don't want our lives to be to look like a city of ruins we want it to 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 look well we don't want the walls of our life to be broken down and 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 we've seen houses that 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 are abandoned and and things are living in there and all of these uh, uh things but but when we don't have discipline of our heart and our spirit and our life that's what our life ends up looking like we can't neglect our heart and, and in our lives because um, we will be destroyed like a city without walls. And so, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, you know, why do I keep doing this? Or if I could just get a grip on this, then my life would be di- different. I just want to encourage you today that, that, you know, you don't have to continue to do what it is that you've always done. You can get a grip on what it is that maybe you're struggling with. You know, you can change in this new year, but you have to understand that it all starts with what's inside of you, you know, and, and so uh, your, your life is a reflection of what it is that's going on inside of here. And so that's where it starts. It all starts on the inside. And so I kind of want to close today with, with just some things that we can look at to be heart healthy. It starts with, uh, as Proverbs 4 says, it says that we need to guard our heart. Proverbs offers a few ways that we can guard our hearts. It's by no means maybe all of the ways that we can guard our heart, but it's just a, it's a few questions that we can ask ourselves when it comes to guarding our heart. The first one is found in Proverbs 4.20. It says to pay attention to what it is that I say. So number one, we can ask ourselves a question, what holds our attention? What's holding your attention in life? You know, uh, my son Will is playing basketball right now and, and he's still learning all the concepts of, of basketball and, 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 and the rules and things like that. And so as a dad and someone who I love playing basketball, I'm, I'm trying trying to help him. I'm trying to teach him, you know, uh, what that means. And so one of the co- concepts that I've been trying to talk to him about is, is defense. And, uh, you know, they teach you in basketball that you're always supposed to stay between your man and the basket. And, uh, and so I tell him that, and I always tell him that, that not only do you keep, stay between your man and the basket, but you need to keep an eye on where the ball is, you know, but what's so funny about these young kids is, is that they, they're so focused on their man, who their man is. They have number four, they have number three, and, and that they, they, they are following that person 
all over and they forget about where the ball is. And there'll be times that during the game that, that they're standing there looking at their man and the ball goes right past them and, and it goes into the hoop. And, and the same thing is true when it comes to our lives that, that we can be so focused on uh, uh, what it is that's going on. Maybe it's the pressure that, 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 that we're having or, or something that's critical that's going on or, or something that we have to do. And, and what that does is, is it, that our attention is held by the urgent. And what, what the writer of Proverbs is saying is saying, listen, your attention should be on the wisdom of God. It should be on the principles of his word and, and, and how it applies to our lives. But sometimes as believers and, 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 you know, in life, our attention gets off. And, and so what's holding your attention? Is it that thing that's, that's creating pressure in, that, in your life? Is it that thing that's urgent? Because if it is, it, you're gonna have a hard time overcoming it. We have, to, we have to set aside the urgent. We have to set aside what it is that's putting pressure on us and get our attention onto the word of God because in the word of God, there is the answer for what it is that's going on. And so the second thing that, that we can look to or the second question that we can ask in our lives is found there again in uh, verse 20. It says to listen carefully to my words. Listen carefully to my words. So the question that we can ask ourselves is, what is it that we're giving our ears to? What, what gets our ears? What are we listening to? And, and you know, as husbands, uh, we've all been there before where maybe you're watching that game or that, that, that show that you really, really like, but your wife begins to talk to you from the other room or, or, or in the room, and you can hear them talking but your attention is maybe on the commentator or what it is that's being commentated about the game. Maybe it's in between plays and, and you're trying to listen intently to the stats and she gets done talking and then she says to you, did you hear what I said? And, and, and we've all been there before where the, the, the blood leaves our body because we realize that we did not hear what it is that they said. And, and we knew and we know that we made a mistake. And, and so I think oftentimes we're giving our ears to something that, that is not important. We're giving our ears to something that does not have, it's not the answer for our lives. Proverbs says, give your ear to the word of God. And so we have to be very careful what it is that we're listening to because there's so many things out there that are, that are, that are, um, that, 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 wants that attention and wants our ear and wants us to listen to it. So it can be, it can be podcasts, it can be music, it can be all of these things, but we have to remember that his word is what it is that has to have our ear. It goes on here. The third thing that we see is found here in verse 21. It says, do not lose sight of them, his words. So number three is, what is it that's grabbing your eyes? What is it that's grabbing your eyes? We have to be vigilant. If we want to guard our heart, you know, we got to pay attention to the word of God. We got to make sure that, that our ears are listening to his word. And number three, we have to make sure that, that what's going into our eyes, what it is that we are looking at a, on a continual basis is, is, is good. It's wholesome. It's holy because it's affecting our heart and what it is that's going on inside. The world is vying for our eyes. It's vying for our attention. It's vying for what it is that we hear. And so we have to make sure that we've got a guard over our ears, got a guard over our eyes so that we can live 
and, and have a healthy heart. The fourth and final one is found here in Proverbs 421. It says this, to keep them in the midst of your heart. Number four is, what are you keeping in your heart? And that is, we should be keeping his word. You know, keeping it through, uh, 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 continually looking at his word. Maybe it's, maybe it's writing down some, some, some scriptures that you're dealing with these, in these areas that you feel like you can't overcome. The way to do that is, is just go to his word, begin to write those things down. Maybe put, put them on a sticky note or, or put them on your, uh, in your bathroom or on your uh, uh, desk or maybe in your car or on your dashboard because you're keeping the word in the midst of your heart. And we realize that Hebrews 4.12 says it this way. The word of God is alive. It's active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword and it penetrates even the dividing of the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges what? The thoughts and the attitudes of your heart. And so if your heart isn't healthy, the word of God is what it is that's going to judge. It's going to help you. It's going to divide. It's going to help you to understand what's not healthy and what needs to leave. And it's going to help you to understand what is healthy and, and, and what it is that you need to keep in the midst of your heart. I believe that, that as we do these things, as we, as we ask ourselves these questions, we'll begin to have a healthy life and a healthy heart. And, and what we'll realize is, is that the reflection that we see when we look at our heart is something that, that, that is, um, it's a direct reflection of the word of God. It's, it's, we'll look at it and we'll be like, we'll be glad that that's the way our lives look. But we have to continue to look at his word, uh, continue to allow his word to read our lives, help us to see those things that we need to change, help us to see those things that we need to adjust uh, in life. And I believe that as we do these things, as we ask these questions, will our heart will, be, will grow healthier and healthier and healthier. And as a result, all those other areas that, that we look at, that we wanna change, those things that, that seem so insurmountable, we'll realize that they just kind of dissolve and they kind of go away because we focused on what it is that we really needed to focus on. And that was the true reflection of a man, our heart. And so I just, I just encourage you in that, in this, in this coming week to continue to continue to look and continue to examine, continue to look at your heart and ask God, you know, Lord, what is it that I need to change? What is it that I need to adjust and allow him to speak to you in, in those times, in those private times and in those times of devotion. And so let's just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you today. I thank you, Father God, for your word. We know, Lord, that it is quick, it is powerful, and it is going to help us to determine what it is that needs to go and what it is that needs to stay. I thank you, Father God, that you're strengthening uh, uh, the family of God, Father, in this coming week to, to continue to do the work, continue to put in the, the effort in, in, in um, developing their heart. And I just thank you, Lord, that you're going to, they're going to see great and mighty things as a result of it. In Jesus' name, amen.